0: Everybody and welcome to Heroes Asylum movie review or badass movie review one or the other. You know, take your pick. But uh yeah, so we're finishing off Mystical Month this month, which um we've had a good time doing that. We did a couple films. Uh we did Sorcerer's Apprentice. Um what else we do? The Sorcerer Apprentice Excalibur, which is the review on this one, and another one which is coming out in a couple weeks. But um, so yeah, we're finishing it off with uh, doing one of my favorite movies. Which a little backstory, as I do this review, this was originally going to be a watch along, and you know, out in the ether out there, there is actually ten minutes of time. Actually, no, actually, there's an hour, so I'm not sure if it's going to be released a blooper reel or maybe Mike might do something terrible and like release it outright. Uh, our friend Miss Marie was on there as well, but um, <laughs> it was, let's just say there were choices that were made and um, so we didn't watch along to it, but uh, we decided to turn it into review and that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm doing it solo because I don't want to hear it from Mike or Marie how bored they were by watching this movie. And to be honest, it's... I kind of saw this movie when I was younger and had a very grand epic scale to it. It was, to me, it was bigger than life. It was like, oh, my God, swords, sorcerers, was like, weirdness, and just, like, the Excalibur or the Lady in the Lake. I loved it. And when I was watching it, again, because it's been a little bit. I think it's been a couple years. And watching it with other people, it just didn't, wasn't quite the magical movie that, um, I thought it was. But, you know, I digress. And um Let's just go on to the review and uh we'll see what you think. This is a nineteen eighty film by John Borman, who did deliverance uh many couple years ago, which I think he was nominated for an Oscar. Not sure I don't have the uh I don't have everything in front of me, but um yeah, so he did that. And um he's doing this. This was like a passion project of his. He wanted to get done for a long time. There's a BBC documentary out there on the making of this film, so if you want to get deep and sweaty into it, you can check that out. It's probably on YouTube or you can buy it on the BBC channel, but yeah, so this is uh, Excalibur. So let's begin. The Sorcerer Merlin retrieves Excalibur from the Lady in the Lake for Uther Pentagron. Uther Pentagron? Uther Pentagron is played by Gabriel Byrne, which you guys want to know, your usual suspects he went out to do, big career and He's done tons of stuff and um, so yeah he's in this film and he is going to get Excalibur. He then agrees to help Uther seduce Cornwall's wife, Ygran, on the condition that he gave Merlin which I- which issues from your lust. Uther tricks Igraine into sleeping with him as Cornwall dies in battle. His daughter Morgana senses his death. Nine months later Merlin takes Uther's son Arthur. Uther chases after him but becomes a victim of an ambush and thrust Excalibur into a stone crying that nobody shall wield Excalibur for I me mean, a little jealousy at that point a little weirdness with Merlin and I think to me you know if I watch this film enough Merlin is a bad guy Merlin's kind of a dick in this movie. Uh, Merlin of course played by Nicole Williamson. He's done a ton of other stuff. Um, if you want to check it out, look him 9B. Done lots of stuff. So, yeah. Check him out. So, Merlin takes son Uther, who is, of course, Arthur. Uther chases after him, but he becomes a victim of an ambush. Oh, I read that already. My bad. Years later, Arthur pulls Excalibur from the stone, and Merlin announces to the crowd that Arthur is Uther's son, the rightful ruler. So, I guess, pretty much, Merlin had his all planned out. He's like, hey, man. You sleep with this chick, get the sun. and of course it wasn't Uther who actually had sex with um. I think it was it Uther because they had like they had like a there were two Uthers out there. I think one of them might have been Merlin. I have to look back on this I, when I was watching. I was kind of like deeply enthralled, but then I got a lot of hate watching it. But um, I think there was a switcheroo. Might have been Merlin who was playing Uther at the time. Not sure, but I gotta check that out and see how it was. Little uh, Grants immediately proclaims his support for the new king. Little Grants uh, King Little Grants was played by our buddy, Patrick Stewart Picard, uh, Professor X you know, if you watch Multiverse of Madness spoilers, Professor X makes a little cameo in that film, so this is the beginning, this is this was a Patrick Stewart's first big, big, big film so um, good for him, and you see a young Patrick Stewart who basically looks the same today while the others argue, Arthur follows Merlin and falls into a long sleep. When he awakes, Arthur helps Legerlantz, whose castle is under siege by Arthur's enemies, and later meets Legerlantz's daughter, Guinevere, and he's smitten. Of course he's smitten. Guinevere. And Guinevere is played by Cherry Lunji another British actors. a lot of British actors in this actually like, um, the Brits are very well known to be theatrically trained, you know, if you look at the background of a lot of these BBC, BBC, excuse me, these British actors, you know, they go through the, the hell loop as far as like, you know, getting their, you know, they're trained in like, you know, Shakespeare and dance, every single form of acting out there, they're put through the ringer and that's why when most of them come to the States, they're actually like, you know, not to say American acting is bad, But they're put through the, you know, they're put through the stages. Um, To give a comparison, God, I don't want to mention the Patriots. But for the longest time, on New England's heyday, they were put through the ringer of like, hey, you know, you're not only, okay, we draft you as a receiver, but maybe we might make you a safety. And they put them through all these steps. Like, yes, you're going to be a running back, but yes, you're going to do other things. and. That's what I can compare it to, as far as like British actors go. They go through the complete ringer because they have to know every single style of acting. That's why, like you know, one because they have to memorize. You know, in a movie, typically you're memorizing a script. When you're doing plays on Broadway or anywhere else, you know, you're memorizing not only your lines but their lines too, just in case. Because you know, hey, you know, I forgot this line. They whispered, yeah, just something like that. But um, it's a little inside to act, a little acting. 101. Okay. Uh I lost my train of thought. Sorry, guys. He's spent in one way, but Merlin foresees trouble. Go figure. Merlin always foresees trouble. Always, He's always a hater. Later, the undefeated knight Lancelot blocks a bridge, seeking a king worthy of his sword. Lancelot defeats King Arthur's knights, so Arthur challenges Lancelot to a fight to the death. Mm hmm. During the battle, Arthur summons Excalibur's magic and breaks Excalibur in victory. Preceding how Lancelot will break his kingdom, the Lady of the Lake restores Excalibur to the king. Lancelot is, re- is revived, and Arthur and his knights unify the land, create the round table, which builds Camelot. He marries Guinevere. Lancelot confesses that he has fallen in love with her, too. Hmm. Arthur's half sister Morgana, a budding sorcerer still bitter towards Arthur, becomes an apprentice to Merlin. Which um, this has been a lore for a long time. If you read any of like the Merlin Morgana la and it's even bled into the comics as far as DC goes. Like that's been a long-standing rivalry. I mean, you talk about Yankees, Red Sox, Rangers, Islanders, Maple Leafs, Canadians. You know, uh, Foreman. Muhammad Ali, you know, Merlin and Morgana Le Fay, That's that's been going on for quite some time. Even in one of our movies that we did in the watch on i out the archives, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, uh, which I did with Marie and Mike, that is there also in the beginning. There's that thing, you know, Merlin has trained these understudies to take his path against Morgana Lefay. So that's something, is a, uh, it's a common theme in Mystic Month. Lancelot meets Percival, a peasant boy, and takes him to Camelot to become a squire. Guinevere, overcome with the sight of Lancelot, gives in to her feelings and follows him into the forest. That's an age-old story. If you guys have read it, your Athenian legend is Lancelot and Guinevere do fall in love. And, you know, this forbidden love is created. Arthur finds Guinevere and Lancelot asleep together and thrusts Excalibur into the ground between them. Merlin's magical length of land impales him on the sword and Morgana seizes the opportunity to trap him. Now at this point, Morgana has been bitter toward Arthur her whole life, so that's why she kind of went under the wing of Merlin to gain, you know, magical knowledge. And eventually she was going to use that knowledge to what? Overthrow Merlin. But in, in this case, in a lot of the ways, you know, watching this film, which is a very dense film, you know, I don't recommend it to be watched, Um, I'd actually recommend if you're like a true Arthurian fan and you like The Knights of the Round Table, like it's not a bad movie to watch, like I would say, for people who are truly into that, like the the history, the mystical stuff, good film. Like it it dives in deep to Excalibur, Lady in the Lake, but if you're gonna do a watch along and have conversation, it's it's a very slow movie. Very slow movie. Okay, so Morgana sees the opportunity to trap him. Morgana takes the form of Guinevere and seduces Arthur. Her half brother to bear a child. Jesus. What incest. Ew. <laughs> Morgana births a son, Mordred, whose incestuous origin strikes the land with famine and sickness. Arthur sends his knight to the quest for the Holy Grail. This is what I like about this. They, um, You know, you have these two particular points of, you know, magical substance, which is Excalibur and the Holy Grail. And I like the fact that they combine both of them. Like, you know, there's, yes, it's Excalibur, the most powerful weapon out there, which only a true king can wield. But you need the Holy Grail also. It's like one works without the other. I haven't seen too many films that has both of them. And this one does have both of them. So Arthur sends his knights on a quest for the Holy Grail in hopes of restoring the land. Many of his knights die or are bewitched by Morgana. Once Mordred grows into adulthood, he demands that Arthur give him the crown, but he is denied. At this point, uh, pretty much Merlin has been out of commission. After all the events that have happened, Morgana is running rampant with Mordred. They're going nuts. They want the crown. So pretty much, you know. And by the way, the fight scenes, very violent, very violent in this film. Um, You see tons of blood on the armor, which I always dug. I mean, you see like green mist and all that stuff. And and those are like the heavy, heavy armored suits too. So walking around in those things must have not been easy. But to me, it gives it effect because it's during that time. You know, you're not going to have like lightweight Kevlar. You're going to have these suits. And of course, you're going to struggle walking around and fighting. And you can see that they're fighting. They're just lunging, not very quick. Kind of reminds me if you guys ever played Dark Souls. Not a big fan of Dark Souls 1 or 2 or 3, and but that game is very, like, you know, shield, sword. It, very realistic, but for me, I'm, I'm more of a like, quicker action. This is more of a slower action, which is the, the movie's kind of uh, diatribe. It's, it's a very slow movie. <laughs> Not going to lie. Percival, who uh, was played by Paul Joffrey. Sir Percival now. Percival, now a knight, finds Lancelot during the search for the Holy Grail but fails to convince Lancelot to help. At this point, Lancelot is in shame. He, he found out that he was messing around with Guinevere. Um, so he's just like on the outskirts, a crazy old man in the forest and all that, because, you know, he just feels, you know, like, I, I broke my King's trust because his forbidden love. is seen in the film also, which is one of my favorite scenes is that you see Lancelot in, this, in the forest. I'm not sure he's praying to probably somebody, and he thrusts his sword in the ground. He's like, please, you know, I do this for my king. But, you know, I'm consumed by this love. It's a forbidden love. I don't want it. Take it away from me. And really good scene because, you know, he doesn't want to do it. You know, Arthur believed in him to make him part of his knights. And he doesn't want to betray that. But um, I digress. We go forward. Uh, okay. Uh, Percival nearly drowns but gains the grail. takes it to arthur who drinks from it and is revitalized as is the land so i guess by all that stuff happening by mordred being born it kind of cursed the land famine and all that stuff but i guess by arthur drinking the grail it it just you know brings everything kind of like back to normal in a way so like you know he doesn't feel so guilty because you know he's been down for so long and the eventual fight that's gonna happen arthur finds guinevere at a convent at this point after everything that's happened with Lancelot, you know, Lancelot went crazy. Old man, the forest, Guinevere just went to a monastery, just became a nun. So, you know, what had happened is, was a huge thing and they didn't know how to deal with it. So what do you do? Like, you know, you betrayed your King, one of them betrayed their husband and not much else to do, but just like, I guess, convert to the Lord and just like try to live some kind of meaning in your life. But uh, that's what happens there. They reconcile. She gives him Excalibur, which she has kept. Merlin and Arthur have uh, have a last conversation before Merlin appears to Morgana as a shadow and tricks her into exhausting her magical powers. Mordred murders her as an imposter. So at this point, Merlin is not as powerful for all the stuff that's happened, so he uh, Merlin did not appear to, to Morgana. And at this point, Morgana is just full of hatred toward Merlin. Like, oh, you know, I planned all this. But she's so consumed with vengeance and just hatred overall for Merlin that she basically just ex, just blows herself into being tired. And at that point, Mordred sees it and he's like, screw it, because Mordred, born from Arthur and Morgana, is just driven to be king. That's all he knows. He doesn't know anything else. He just listens to whatever Morgana has told him and has made it this life's purpose to be the king, and he'll do it in any uh, way he can. So, Arthur wages war on Morgana's, Mordred's forces. Lancelot arrives unexpectedly to turn the tide of the battle. That's because, you know, Percival went out there and like, hey man, you know, you're still a knight, and he still believes in you. Arthur and, and Lancelot reconcile. Arthur kills Mordred and commands Percival to throw Excalibur into the lake. Though initially to refusing Arthur's command, Percival throws Excalibur, and the Lady of the Lake catches it. Percival returns to the battle to see Arthur being carried away on a ship sailing towards Avalon. So basically, that was one final thing Arthur had to do before, you know, Avalon is basically their version of Heaven. He had achieved his goal to save his land. He had reconciled with um Guinevere, reconciled with Lancelot. So at that point, Arthur is at peace. There's not much more he can, you know, he can do. And the land is safe. We're moving forward. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much Excalibur. Um, it's one of my favorite movies that I've watched. Like I said, when I watched it when I was very young, I thought, you know, you fly to the Valkyries. You have these battles. You have lore, mysticism. And it's just to me, it's to me, it's fantastic at the time. Watching it many moons later, it's a very slow film. That's what I would recommend if you're a big fan of the Knights of the Round Table and not King Arthur lore and any of those books. It's a good movie to watch by yourself. Unless you have somebody who's into that, the details and all that, which I was. But it's a very slow-moving movie. I will say very slow. Like, back then when I watched it, man, this movie was like, oh, five out of five. Like, it's so gruesome. It's so great you know it's one of those things that you know time heals or chains all wounds and it's not quite the movie that you know i thought it was has a great cast though great cast okay like helen Mir- a young helen mirren as morgana lafay who is you know if you've never seen a pictures of young helen mirren she still good, uh, by the way but um she's in this film does a fantastic job uh let's see i thought jeffrey wright uh nigel terry has done some stuff um, but mostly, like, it was this one, and then I think he stuck to more theater acting after this. Uh, Nicole Weapon, uh, Thomas Nicole Williamson, uh, was described as one of the greatest actors since Marlon Brando in British tablets. Um, but, you know, he did a lot of Hamlet and stuff in theater acting, and I think after this, he just stuck to theater. Patrick Stewart as King Legolans, or Little Grants, did some stuff. Liam Mason, as Sir Gawain. Liam Mason did the Taken franchise and tons of other stuff. Gabriel Byrne, who I discussed earlier. so And then Karen Hines, Steppenwolf himself. But Karen, of course, did Game of Thrones. He was the wildling king. and So it, this movie kind of branched out and brought us an introduction to a lot of the British actors. And uh, they went to have fantastic careers. And, like, there was a lot of movies during the 80s of this time, of this type of period. And I thought it was one of the best. Like I said, it's a very slow-moving film, very plotting film. If, you, But um, if you do get a chance, just watch it. The, movies, the music by Trevor Jones is awesome. Like, this is the, the, the film, The Flight of the Valkyries. Was taken from when you heard he, he, uh, e, oh, with the horses and all that shit. So do check your time to watch it. It's a good film, to me at it ease. It's plotting, it's slow at some points, but do yourself a favor. You know, one of the nights, pop it in, rent it. I think it's on YouTube, you could rent it. I'm not sure if it's on any, any streaming services that I saw, but, um, you know, just don't waste your time. Give yourself a shot and watch X Caliber. All right, guys, check out the uh, Facebook page badass Midnight Movies, which is here now. And, um, check out Midnight Movies. Lots of archives out there. And I guess uh, from uh, me, and only me, get to the asylum. We will see you soon, kids. Bye-bye.